live another day. Mirrors can't talk. Luckily for you, they can't laugh either. A lot of story there, a lot of lore uh, for those of you who are into that kind of thing. I love you. Welcome to Live, Laugh, Lore, the podcast that explores where we've been and where we may go next in the world of Warcraft. Welcome, everyone, to Live, Laugh, Lore, episode 14. We're doing it dungeon style. <laughs> I, I, I'm going with it. I'm going with it. Each episode, we'll check in, have some laughs, and talk about the lore of Warcraft 1 or 2 topics at a time. My name is Allie, the one that some call the Dungeon Mistress, and I'm joined by the one amused by dragon romances, Jin. <laughs> yeah, I guess it kind of has a weird romance. There's a very weird <laughs> friggin' Calic and Envina. Oh, God. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so done with that story. <laughs> you are done now, though, right? I After think last night? that's the last one where they bring I it up. I think it is. I hope so. God, I friggin' hope so, because it's dumb. <laughs> Oh, and Vina. Oh, oh, (laughs) jeez. So dumb crap. Oh, well, I guess on that note, what have you been up to? (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, me, honestly, not not a whole lot. You know, raid team, we're we're pushing Sledge Fist uh, on Heroic. Uh, Definitely the DPS check. It's uh, it's rough. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to, to get that one down, I'll, I will admit, um, this is the one time where I'm like, oh, geez, I should have totally gone vent here for the for the, <laughs> for the extra executes. But, you know, I'm sticking, nope, sticking to the guns, sticking to my guns. Uh, I am Maldraxxus all the way, but boy, is that a freaking DPS check and a half. But, I mean, other than that, like, I don't know, like, in case you're curious, I'm, I'm like about to paint this room, so. Ooh. It's gray, everybody. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out which gray I like. Well, because some of them, at least your camera makes look, them look like they have like a hint of green, like gray with like just a little hint of green. That might be because I'm standing in a big green room, but. <laughs> That's true. That could, that could be it, but. I don't know. It's like this little swatch looks a little, that one looks kind of greenish, right? Yeah, I think it's the one I was looking at. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so far right now, the one we got picked out is called, uh, what is this? Latitude is the name of it. Lat- Ooh, I like paint names. They're always really entertaining right. to me. <laughs> so, but the funny thing is, is you, you know, when I started my podcast, I got a couple questions. Why'd you spell gray with an E? Right. Uh, well, I have a question for the paint makers. Uh, they spell it both <laughs> ways. <laughs> they alternate. Or they're just whatever their mood. So they go, go both ways. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Goes both ways. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> Oh, but I love for that, that now. you have that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes me so happy that you have that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. I was just like, I swear I have a button for something. What is it? Yeah, that was perfect. You do, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's good. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I don't know about the next time you see me on stream, because the next time you and I are going to record together is during the Council of Beerus Fall, right? Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to be painted by them. Probably not even the next, you know, I'm still I'm still in the setup process, but probably the next time we record Live Life Lore, it should be painted. So. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. see. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm thinking so. So yeah, no, I'm. It's been this green color for about you know, uh, ten years now, and I'm been stuck in this room for a solid year coming up this month. So I'm looking right. for a looking for a change. Uh, you know, spruce up the uh, the old office. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be good. Yeah. Honestly, that's about it for me. I just logging in for raid nights and crossing my fingers that I get a weapon drop and haven't got one yet. So, yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that from a lot of people. <laughs> well, supposedly they're they're supposed to make it a little easier on me eventually, but mm, still hasn't happened. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we can do. You know, I'll just be very excited when it happens. That's that's the nice thing. Well, about there, you, there you go. There you yeah. Go. So, <laughs> well, I mean, like I said, that's, I haven't really been up to too much. Just, you know looking for paint and stuff, but what have you been up to, Allie? Uh, I've been really busy lately <laughs> with, uh, well, so a lot of things actually, but I, oh, kitty. We both have our animals in the room with us tonight. We're totally distracted by them because they're adorable. Um, I actually, so I started the Siege of Orgrimmar era of episodes, which is, oh my gosh, it's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> He's having Libby wave to me and she's like looking at like, what are you doing? <laughs> that was funny. Um, but yeah, so Siege Argomar and that. So usually when I start a raid episode or trilogy or whatever, maybe in this case, four episodes, I usually like the first one's a chunky episode because I really dive into the lore of that raid and whatnot, what's going on. And Siege Argomar, like it's. There's stuff. It's a big Lots one. Stuff with Garrosh and. All that. And so it was an hour and 45 minutes and mixed with being really tired and dealing with some some personal stuff. And then there was a couple hours during the week when I would have been actually doing show notes. And instead, I was trying to find an appointment to get my first vaccine shot for the COVID vaccine. And it's way more annoying and difficult to find an appointment than it should be. But I finally got it and got poked last Friday. Oh, nice. Nice. Which is good. So I got the first one done, which is good. Uh, and that's like everyone's reacting to it differently. Like some they get a little right. sick, some nothing, some just mild headaches. Uh, some like me get super, super tired for about 24 hours, <laughs> roughly. And then they're good. Like Friday night, I was pretty tired. And then Saturday, I was wiped. So I was trying to record and edit my Siege of Orgrimmar, like, first episode. <laughs> I was just so tired. By the end, I put it out where I needed to put it out. And then I just, I went to bed. It was 1130, which for me on a Saturday night, super early. It was yeah. weird. But I woke up Sunday feeling great. So Nice. nice. Oh, that's good. Yep. Well, congrats on the uh, first dose, because thank you. I am very much in the "we'll get to you when you get to you" category because yeah. I'm in the work. I'm working from home, so you know. Yeah, the whole essential teacher business. Oh yeah, uh, you're definitely. A, yeah. you, you should be getting it before me. So I'm glad you got <laughs> it. <laughs> so yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was a little tricky, but I finally got the appointment, so that was really good. Um. But because of all that, gaming was a little limited. I did I did raid. We finally caught up to you guys. We finally killed Enerva and Sun King and uh, Council. 
you know, we did the dance and everything. <laughs> and and now we are also on Sledge Fist. And I understand why groups are struggling it's with that. Wall. It's definitely. It's the freaking patchwork. It's, it's yeah. rough. And it, it doesn't help. Like, that was our last. Like, it was Thursday night. We had already killed Council, which we were not expecting to kill Council. And we're like, okay, I guess we'll go try Sledge Fist a few times. So that was not our best work because we were all tired by then. Yeah. But at least we got some pulls in. We got a feel for the fight. We definitely were a little lacking DPS. So we'll see how this upcoming week goes. Hopefully better. We had some key players missing. So hopefully this upcoming week we'll have better luck. Well, that'd be nice. Yeah, that would be nice. Um, What else? That's about it. We I ran some Torghast with my husband on Sunday, which was lovely. For for the fact that we're both gamers, we don't actually get to play often just the two of us because of my podcasting. <laughs> so it was nice and we just got to take that time and play some Torghast, which was lovely, and ended up doing Torghast again last night for all things Azeroth because we just did a gaming stream instead of a show. So that happened. And that's about it. Raids and Torghast. Hopefully... Oh, and I got... So I, I'm doing ICC. The, the, the itch has scratched. I still haven't gotten Invincible yet, though. And really? my Blood DK is half a level away from 60. Nice. And then I can go do the Maldrax storyline. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's about it. Nice. Yeah, nothing, nothing too exciting except for the raid stuff. All right, yeah. well. Now, yeah. honestly, I'm kind of in the same boat. I'm more excited yeah. about paint and raid right now because... <laughs> Honestly, uh, next raid, I think we're going to extend the lockout and it's going to be a full night of sludge fist enjoyment. <laughs> that's rough. That's, <laughs> that's It's rough when you do the like we did a Nerva one night, the entire raid, and it, it got really old. <laughs> yeah, I got to say, uh, I do not I do not envy the raid leaders on that Nerva fight because I'm just like, OK, you tell me what to hit and I'll hit it. And then if the little beams go on me, I'll go heroic leap over there and do the beams other than that they're like okay do the bottle do the thing i'm like i don't even know what one two three and four is someone else is taking care of that (laughs) yeah thankfully the the people we have on tanks one of them is well there's like a a raid leader kind of and then one of the tanks kind of helps raid lead to kind of it's weird but it works and uh uh, the one that's kind of raid leading takes care of the tanks like jim does a fantastic job with the tanks and he wasn't there on Thursday, so someone else filled in. Thankfully, like, we have enough people that understand the tanks that we don't have to worry about it. It became a healers are working their butts off <laughs> kind of yeah. run. Because, ooh, there's a lot of damage with that one. Let yeah, me a lot of, Especially if you. you don't get all the interrupts. That was, that was All the interrupts. And you, you if you miss a soak. Oh, yeah. Bad. If you miss it's a soak, you're going to lose a couple people. It's pretty much almost guaranteed. Probably. <laughs> yeah. uh, being a holy priest, I can get everyone up pretty quickly if I have like one of my cooldowns up, but like it's really rough. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, we're going to talk about this fine, fine beverage we're, we're both kind of drinking at the same yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So what are what are you drinking, my friend? Well, I'm drinking something that is really similar to what you're drinking. I just couldn't find the correct one. So I wound up picking the bourbon barrel aged Velvet Volcano Imperial Stout from a local brewery. It's very delicious. Um, yeah. 
See, I always forget how much I like these things, but they're always a little dangerous. Like, you don't want to drink too much because... Well, because I don't know. Mine's 11. What's yours? Oh, see, mine's weak sauce compared to yours. Mine is only nine, so I can drink a whole giant bottle, so I'll be good to go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, like, uh, it's, you know, you you think you're drinking beer with these bourbon barrel aged stouts sometimes, and you're like, you know, they they sneak up on you, and you're like, whoa. I forgot. <laughs> it reminds me at uh, at BlizzCon 2019, I had the the Iron Foe, which is actually the bottle oh that's on my shelf. That one was and like Imperial 14 Stout. or something. I think it was 14, 14, 5 maybe. It's nuts. Um, and I had already had a other, few other drinks that night too. So by the time I was like halfway through that, I was like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, it was... <laughs> I, I think for me, it was, I'm glad this is the only thing I purchased. <laughs> and I started yeah. with that. <laughs> yes, BlizzCon 2019, I got the I got the same thing, the Iron Foe, whatever it was. And I took one look at the bottle and was like, I think this is all I'll be having because this is basically <laughs> an entire bottle of wine. <laughs> I thought about getting another drink. I've, originally, I was planning getting another drink afterwards because I was hanging out with a few people. And including Stone, Stone hadn't had his an island Long Island iced tea ever, and so I bought him one. I'm like, I'm gonna get one too. And I started drinking that more. And I'm like, Nope, <laughs> <laughs> I know my limits. I am hitting it. We're we're done. Because <laughs> this guy's gonna get drunk off his butt, and I'm gonna need to make sure he gets back to his hotel. So I'm yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of which, you said you're drinking something that's eleven. What is it? Yeah, so I'm drinking Dragon's Milk. It is a bourbon barrel, bourbon barrel aged stout. I'm going to read the cheesy description on the back because I like them. So this one says, Throughout the ages, dragon's milk has been a term used to describe potent ales and elixirs worthy of celebration. A reward at the end of the journey. Our signature stout carries on that tradition today. Roasted malt delivers notes of coffee and chocolate married with sweet undertones of vanilla and oak from a three-month stay in bourbon barrels to create a truly legendary blend of flavor. Yeah, mine's not as entertaining. <laughs> it just says, this is the first one we did. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, you know, this description was kind of a little, a little appropriate considering our topic today, you know, talking yeah. about, you know, celebrating the end of a long journey and ales and yeah, but you know, dungeons or something. I don't know. The connection worked in my mind. It's fine. I mean, we'll say Ysera somehow connects to this somehow, because that's the only dragon I can think of in Shadowlands, but sure. <laughs> well, not so much me, the dragon. See, I was trying to connect your whole dragon romance stuff to the dragon. Oh, okay. My, my dragon I just meant romance. the cheesy, cheesy description <laughs> on the back about celebrating the end of a journey. Oh, yeah, okay. And celebration, a reward at the end of the journey, like loot. <laughs> All of a sudden, there's a cat on the entire screen. <laughs> yeah, she decided to jump on the desk, and that's okay because she didn't do anything. But that's okay. She's a she's a podcaster. It's fine. She is. She just wants to be part right. of the show. She's good. She's very. She's very. <laughs> she's, very ex- she's exploring. She's exploring. Never. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we get into our main topic? I think we should. Yeah, that's uh, that's like this button, right? What you talking about? So, one of the ways we've gotten lower bits of expansion is through dungeons. And it seems some people haven't fully grasped some of the bits of info. They're still asking questions about it. Other bits just kind of slide in there. You, you miss them if you aren't looking. We've gotten eight dungeons so far. 
plus a raid. We're not going to talk about the raid, though. And as I say on Dungeon Fables, people have a tendency to rush in, get their loot and get out. While I do have a feeling that many who listen to this show may actually already have picked up on some of these lore bits, there's still some of you that are asking questions. So while I'm not going to go full Dungeon Fable mode here, I figure we can run through the dungeons, read some adventure guides, pick on some info and just kind of chat about them along the way. I think this sounds great. Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, I, full, I do dungeons. I was going to say um, f- full, like just, you know, honesty, you know, being up front here, just, you know, laid it out a little line. I haven't even run every single dungeon, so, hey. So we're, uh, I'm going to learn some stuff along with you listeners. Oh, today, my. Folks. <laughs> uh, I think I know all the story, though, but that's, I just haven't done it personally. You, you've done Day on the Other Side, right? Most of it. I, like, I, I, I caught the, I, I caught, hey, I, I got, I got the, I got the gist. Okay. <laughs> how, how have you run most of it? This is a heroic dungeon. Dump me in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? It was a heroic I queued and it threw me in the middle. It was a, they, one of the DPS dropped. Oh, I see you're saying. I thought you were saying that they kicked you out. Yeah. That you like no, butt no, pulled something end. and they kicked tail you or end, something. Not the, okay, not the, I gotcha. Not, not I, no. Oh, so you missed. Oh, I'm sad I, for you. No, no, it's, it's fine. I'll do it eventually. <laughs> okay, anyways, so we're going to run these, we're run through these, I'll read the adventure guides, you know, Dungeon Fable style, we'll kind of, I'll briefly talk about them, we'll, I'll, I'll say enough to kind of jog your memory of which one's which, and then we'll talk about what we think about the dungeon, and if Jen's done it or not, apparently, so that's where <laughs> we're at. <laughs> so we're going to go by zone, starting with Bastion, because that's where we start leveling, so it works. So in the Necrotic Wake, have you run Necrotic Wake? Yes. <laughs> Okay. So the Avenger Guide, aka Dungeon Journal for Necrotic Wake, says In an unthinkable act of treachery, forces from Maldraxxus, the realm charged with defending the Shadowlands, have invaded the Temple of Courage. They have pillaged Anima and taken slaughtered Kyrian to fuel their dark practices. If left unchecked, the necrotic forces of the necropolis, Zolaramus? Zolaramus? Will pillage passion, leaving destruction in their wake. Oh boy! Oh that boy! Sounds, sounds great. I'm gonna let you keep <laughs> reading because there's a thing in here that I'm very interested in, though. But yeah, okay. Keep going. So this this is a leveling dungeon. You know, no no big lore drops per se, except maybe the forces of Maldraxxus take slaughtered Kyrian to fuel their dark practices. Yeah, I never considered that yeah i mean that's it's kind of a big I mean, it part. makes sense but yeah. i mean if you remember they 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 um there's a little part in the leveling where you got to help out and they got the blue abomination well the blue abomination was they're basically what they pilfered from that dungeon <laughs> right yeah it's creepy yeah super creepy <laughs> yeah <laughs> give me that where they're like let's make abominations out of angel flesh Angel flesh. Yes. Basically, what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, it just—it's one of those things where, like, it is what basically what they're doing. I just—I never really considered that because I don't. As much as I want to say I have read every single adventure guide from Shadowlands so far, I only did last night when I was working the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> usually, I'm so busy healing because people are still learning these dungeons to this day. So I'm busy healing and whatever. So. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I just thought that was that was interesting. Yeah. Also, Mount Drax is supposed to be protecting the Shadowlands. 
And instead, thanks to an invasion organized by Lysonia of the Forsworn, who may have been taking orders from Helia, pretty sure we she, get Maldrax's invaders. Pretty sure she definitely was taking orders yeah, from Helia. Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, pretty sure that was, that was Helia. And it's, it's, I think it's fair to say that they don't represent all of Maldrax's. No. No, yeah. no, no. No, as a, as a proud member of, uh, as, of as the As the Primus. <laughs> Do you support this as the Primus? <laughs> As the uh, current interim primus, <laughs> while he's out, I'm just keeping the seat warm. Uh, no, no, we do not condone such violences. Okay, good. Uh, yeah. In fact, me and uh, Alexander Mograin, we went and uh, you know we, we proved that Maldraxxus is still honorable. There are still a lot of those that will fight for you know your right to party or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who we were fighting for. Sure, we're doing the right. We'll thing, go with though. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We took down that big dumb friggin' what's her face, one of the Margraves. Yeah, take that Margrave. Yeah, stupid Margrave. Yeah, take that Margrave. Yeah. <laughs> so, in this dungeon, we get the Abomination boss Blightbone, who is wreaking havoc on the Temple of Courage. I, I never. I'm not going to get at keeping the temples straight, so it's good to see that it was the Temple of Courage. Uh, has too many ads around it that people always pull. Like if it's a pug, I swear. You get the tank that's trying to go around all the ads, and there's always some pug that that pulls all the ads. All the time. Yeah, yeah. could happen. The next boss, pretty sure it's an Amarth tribute. Really? His name is like his name is like Amarth, Amarth Harvester or something like that. I think. Really? See. So I I didn't catch up on that. I think I didn't catch that because it very well could be. uh, But I'm just this is where I'm like, what Amarth? Like, yeah, I um, saw uh, them live. Amar, Amar, Amarth, Amarth, <laughs> the Harvester. <laughs> it's weird to say it without the Amon part. Um, but yeah, Amarth, the Harvester. So Fine. I just I just kind of assumed it was a nod to that. It probably is, actually. Yeah. I mean, I could be wrong, but it felt right Let's to ask me. Berserker, I'm sure he'll be able to figure it out. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do, 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 destroy the Hand of Courage. Surgeon Stitch Flesh. Stitch, bleh, bleh, stitch Flesh is... The mastermind behind the abominations from the annoying trash packs. Oh yeah. Before this fight, as well as he also created the first boss in this dungeon. And I like this dungeon, but this bit right here, where you have to, you know, you go up to the necropolis and you have like a million things to kill before you get to the actual boss fight. <laughs> so annoying. So uh, annoying. Yeah. Okay. So see, I know exactly. It's the meat hook one where you have to like hook the dude off the stage. Yeah, so it's that room. I know who I now know who you're talking about. The whole Amon Moth possible tribute, dude. Um, and I hate that guy. I freaking hate that guy. And, yeah, and I'll tell you why. It's a very it's an easy fight. No, no, no. It has nothing to do with how how hard or difficult the fight okay. is. Okay. Because I had to kill that guy about a bajillion times because that's where my best <laughs> slot freaking memory <laughs> drops off of. Okay. My yeah. best in slot dropped off of Daddy D, so... Well, I, yeah, <laughs> but I think they upped the drop rate on the ones in the raid. Yeah, probably, because we got him, we killed him and I got him, I'm just so gonna say, it's entirely possible. It wasn't like, you know, like invincible drop rate or something like that, <laughs> but it was, right. it, I think the drop rate was 3%, so I had to kill him a lot. <laughs> I, I get the, the harboring of, of frustration with him, I get it. Yeah, he, uh, yeah. he's a jerk, but then again... You know, I listen to Azeroth Roundtable and I hear uh, John's freaking <laughs> issues with the, the next dungeon we're going to talk about. 
Oh my. <laughs> we were doing the same thing because I, I think I ran that one. I'd run it on normal and then I'd run it on heroic. And if I could find a uh, find a mythic group, I would run it too. <laughs> it All right, we'll, we'll talk about that one in a minute. But this one ends up, you'd port to the top of the ziggurat and you face Nalthor the Rhymebinder, who commands this attack on Bastion, apparently. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, it's a pretty fun fight. You, like Sometimes he ports one you down and you have to like go run down a little pathway and right. kill a guy at the end. And Yep, I definitely know this fight. I know it well. Like I said, I've ran this dungeon probably more than any other dungeon. <laughs> so what what are your thoughts on this dungeon, dear Jen? Um, honestly, I so I, I don't like dislike it, but I dislike it. You know? Okay. <laughs> and it has nothing to do with the dungeon. I think it just has to do with the the amount I ran it. <laughs> and also, I get that. since I'm Necrolord, it just makes us look bad. You know, just, it does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm like that's not us. That's not us, you know? No. You know? They do not represent you. No, exactly. This is not representative (laughs) of Necrolords as a a whole. Please do not construe what these folks are doing. (laughs) It's it's not us, all right? It's not all of us. Right. Not all Necrolords, put it that way. (laughs) Right. But yeah, I don't don't know. And honestly, I'm not really big into the whole abomination factory, anyways, so. Like the whole stitching of the freaking Kyrian flesh. It's kind of like, let's not do that, guys. That makes it look, that makes us look even worse. Please stop. Stop it now. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think it's an, I think it's an okay dungeon. Like there's too much trash for my taste. Yeah. Especially in the beginning. If you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. There's just, there's just so much. But I like the, what's his face? I just said his name. How, how did Surgeon Stitch Flesh? Once you get to the actual fight. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's way too much trash and crap and things where you're just right, like, like, that's really annoying. But that fight itself, like, I think it's a it's, you know, a funny, unique thing where you have to get him to, like, hook the guy off the stage. Like, for some reason, I like that. I don't know why. I like that I do. fight, too. Yeah, it's, it's fun. I like yeah. That. And I like the last fight. It's pretty good, too. It's it's not bad. I like that it tells a little bit of a story, but there's way too much trash in that place. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, so this is fun. I mean, yeah, yeah. Let's let's say so. There's eight dungeons. Where would you rate this? And you know, oh, in rating. comparison to all the, I mean, you don't get to do this on Dungeon Fables. Let's do it over. Let's do it here. Oh dear lord, I I'm mean, not good at rating things. I mean, it's just like <laughs> you know, one through five stars. Okay, let's okay, make it okay. make it simple. You don't have to actually rate one through eight. That's good because if I was doing one through eight, we'd be here all night. <laughs> um, I would give it a three. Yeah, I'm, I'm. You know what? I'm giving it a solid three two. It's not a bad dungeon. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it, even if I was soured on it for having to run it so many times. So, still a decent dungeon. We get if we get more stars if it had less trash. Yes. Really, really, just all that trash to get to Surgeon Stitch Flesh. Like, if they got rid of that, it'd probably get a four. But yeah, if you could just kill the trash that's in the room <laughs> and not the extra crap that comes out too, like, like I'd be fine with it. Right. That. It's so much. Why? Yeah, what's with the I get extra it. crap? He stitches flit things together. Just stop it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think you're right. Not a lot of lore bombs other than, hey, Helia said, go attack Bastion and get some flesh. But it's a leveling dungeon, so. And <laughs> get some flesh. <laughs> it's a Mel Jax's thing. We, we all do it. I, I get it. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I pick, I pick right. it up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's That's great. 
I had some weird joke and it just like it like floated into my brain then left tonight and I got nothing. So let's move on to Spires of Ascension, shall we? (laughs) Yeah, let's do that. (laughs) Okay. So the Dungeon Journal says, floating among the clouds and representing the pinnacle of Carrion ideals, the Spires of Ascension and the Archon Seed of Power, unquestioned and unchallenged for countless eons, the ruler of Bastion has always embodied the count for countless eons. The ruler of Bastion has always embodied the virtues. I, just, I think I just read like two different lines at the same time. The ruler of Bastion has always embodied the virtues of duty and service. This is why I edit my own shows so other people don't have to deal with me. <laughs> but with the drought and instability causing fractures in the belief system of the Ascended, the Archon's reign faces an unimaginable peril as one of her most trusted followers falls under the sway of the darkest of evils. <gasps> Dang you, Devos. Bum, Dang bum, you. Bum. It's Devos. <gasps> oh, yeah. Totally. It's, it, hey, remember that, that friggin', you know, cutscene that we saw before even Shadowlands came out? And it was After the first lives, one we saw? Yeah. Hey, this is where we get to learn more about it. <laughs> yeah, like, I was so, I was so confused because we got Afterlives and we saw what happened to Devos there. But then as we're doing the initial leveling questing, there's one point in Bastion and Kyrian when like all the Paragons in there and stuff, like she's there hanging out with all the Paragons. Like, aren't you bad now? What are you doing here, Devos? Like super confused by you. Yeah. I was confused for two reasons. I was like, number one, what are you doing here? Number two, what's that dumb helmet you're wearing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little weird. <laughs> Take that off. You look better with just your face. It's fine. Come on, why <laughs> you hide your, your face? face? Is this, are you trying to hide something? Hmm? Actually, you are trying to hide something. So I get it now. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I don't think I realized that this is actually meant to be the Archon Seed of Power. I think that was new info for me. Or me, I just kind of missed that bit before. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but it makes sense. It does. I mean, it, so, so, I mean, if you think about it, isn't this supposed to be like where... You know the Archon does like, hey, you're you're an ascended now. Hey, you're an ascended now. Isn't I mean, Spire? I believe, or yeah, I, th- I think so. Yeah, I mean, I haven't done the Kyrian leveling. I mean, the Kyrian storyline yet, but yeah, I believe is, I believe so. Hey, as as two people that are big fans of What a Wonderful Life, let's just say this is where they get their wings. <laughs> it is. I actually just talked about that show today. <laughs> <laughs> Clarence got his wings. Yeah. Oh, Clarence. Uh, but yeah, makes sense. Um, basically, the Archon is leading the assault to take the Aspire's Ascension back from the Forsworn. And it also helps us understand what Devos is up to. We get to see that she is the Paragon of Doubt, and her goal is to destroy the Archon. The second boss, Vent- Ventinax, was a construct designed to test the courage of the Kyrian Aspirants, which... I thought that was just a random bit of info. I always kind of wondered what that construct was doing there. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Also, when you, when you kill Devos at the end. Wait, what? She made. What? what? I've done this dungeon. What? Oh, hey, by <laughs> the way. Hi. <laughs> I, like, I thought you had. <laughs> so you kill Devos at the end. <laughs> you, you, you fight her good times. You, you kill her. She's good. And um, but she may drop a quest item called the Mysterious Soul Mirror. And when you turn it in, that's when you finally get to see the Bastion Afterlife short, Afterlife's short in-game. Oh. So it's not just Kyrian. I think if they drop it for, I think she has a chance to drop it for everyone. Oh. I think. Okay. I think. 
I don't know. I haven't run the dungeon. Oh, no. You haven't really? <laughs> no, I haven't. I absolutely no. haven't run the dungeon. <laughs> hey, by the way, spoilers. Uh, I don't know if you need to earmuff yourself or not, but we, we killed Devos. It's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> and now Lissonia is the one leading the Forsworn. Okay, so no more Devos okay. now, now Lissonia. Okay. I remember yeah. her from Leveling. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. You go through the whole thing, you're like, oh, you know, who's who's the shadowy figure she's talking to? And yeah. All yeah, that no, with her. Yeah. Um, now, isn't this the dungeon when, because I've watched a lot of YouTube videos, so sometimes I, things get, you know, the, the streams get crossed, if you will. Yeah. The only thing that I have a question about is, isn't this the one where the Archon at the end is like, maybe I was a little too rigid, right? You know, I think so. I think that's where. I mean, it, it would be in this one. I'm just trying to remember if she, if she actually said that, but I, I think she did. Yeah, I think she probably said something along the lines of. Long have we believed that our mortal lives are burdens to be shed in the name of service. And yet the deeds of mortals are what won the day. You have my gratitude. Once the jailer lies defeated. There may be much for the Kyrian to discuss. Honestly, as someone who hasn't run this dungeon, eh, I kind of already knew what I, I was. It's like, oh, it's the Spires of Ascension, the Force Horn. Yeah, Stevos. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, 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 it's pretty cool. I mean, some of the boss fights on Heroic, not Heroic, that's easy. Uh, Mythic and Mythic Plus are, are kind of a pain. Yeah. But all in all, it's not too bad of a dungeon. I, I like you go from platform to floating platform because the carrying actually carry you. And that <laughs> aspect of it's pretty fun, <laughs> except it's how, you know, the carrying carry will carry you while you're leveling. So they may grab you by your face yeah. or they grab by, me by your, my face. the scruff of your neck. They're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's I always found that really amusing to see how they can actually carry you. <laughs> They're not nice to me. They're just like... <laughs> no. <laughs> I assume like you as a worgen, they'll like grab, grab you by the scruff of your neck and you're just like... Oh. Right. <laughs> I want to say it was the face or that was one of the few times it actually carried me right. I think if I remember right, my troll in beta, they carried me by my butt. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they, they're probably or going something. with they, they're grabbing me by my beard, but I'm, like, I'm over here like... <laughs> You know, Gimli going, not the beard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that too. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any more thoughts on that one? I mean, I don't have, I, don't, I guess I don't really have a ton of thoughts on it. I, you haven't, I, mean, you haven't really one, I, haven't, it, so. I haven't ran it. And also it's like, hey, it's Devos. I mean, we literally saw a cutscene about it. So, I mean, do we really, I mean, I guess the question is, do we really learn anything from Devos as to why? She got all bent out of shape. <laughs> or maybe that's a mystery for the future. I don't know. That's my thought process I there. Don't, I don't... I don't know if we for sure... I, I think we actually learned that if you're a Kyrian going through your covenant, I think we learn it. Oh, okay. All right. The, the Kyrian way of life has dis- been disrupted by the Forsworn, which we already knew that. Right. Uh, I'm totally not reading a Wildhead article right now. What? <laughs> oh, oh, the Archon's name is Kaestra, the Firstborn. Firstborn. Hmm. I wonder if she really was the Firstborn. 
Interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder what that might mean. Maybe she was the first of the pantheon of death. Yeah. Could be. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's why she's so like, this is the way, you know, like firstborn kids, you know, like they're like, oh, I know better. I'm the oldest. That's true. <laughs> I did know better. Then again, there was like six and a half years between me and my sister. So she thought she knew better, but she did not. <laughs> Anyways, no, I don't think we actually know. I think you learn more about Devos and whatnot during the Kyrian Covenant stuff. Right. But not through that dungeon per se. That yeah, makes sense. Because she's just there being a big old bad at the end. So I get it. Right. Right. Yes. All right. So I guess you want to jump into Maldraxxus? Unless Probably you should. have some more thoughts of Spider-Man. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. Now, I'm assuming you've done both these. I have. Yes. I was going to say, if, if you were a Necrolord, if you were the acting Primus, and you have not done these yet, I was going to judge you. Uh, so I've only done Plague Fall once. But I've done theater pain multiple times, so. All right. As long as you've done it. <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> All right. So we'll start with Plaguefall. And the adventure guide says, Underneath the ruined house of plagues lies one of the most destructive forces Mount Draxus has ever known. Those who covet this power search the plague-ridden debris in a race to claim this weapon for themselves. Whoever captures this prize will hold the fate of the Shallans in their clutches clutches you have a look i don't know I, I don't think i got that from the end of the dungeon when i was running this maybe maybe it's just because i like queued up and I, I was just punching bosses i didn't know what was going on <laughs> that's why we're going over this yeah i mean i know the margrave pops up at the end but it's just like you might as well called her ursula the way the fight goes with the true tentacles. i actually really like that fight yeah, no slime tentacles yeah, that was a little plague tentacles. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it was believed for a while that Margrave Stradama, the leader of the House of Plagues, was killed in the explosion that took the House of the Plagues, but she wasn't. However, she was driven mad by potions she took. Mm. These potions actually saved her. But they kind of... Destroyed her and turned her into a slime creature that we fight in the dungeon. Okay. That, yep. That's making sense now. Yep, yep. <laughs> and those potions, I do believe that those potions were made by good old Merileth. Yeah, I believe so. Because Mer- Merileth, he's he's a good dude. Yeah, Mr. Yeah, Mr. I like Merileth. He's cool. I yeah. like I like Merileth. He's good. <laughs> Mr. Little yes. Plague face I think, himself. Right. I do. I think I read this just last night. And unfortunately, I've slept since then. But if I remember right, he had there's like a bunch of potions he had to make to try to save her. And he didn't get them quite all made in time or something like that. Yeah. no. That's so what that's I, why, yeah. like, it was enough to save, like, to keep her alive, but not enough to keep her from turning into slime creature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so something like that. When, when you're doing the questing in Maldraxxus, if you if you really think back and remember what's going on when you're hanging out with Marileth. He basically has you create the potion that he would never had time to create. So when oh, that makes sense now. When Stradama shows up and she's all like, blah, 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 he's like, well, crap, <laughs> <laughs> just like that. <laughs> I guess I was a little too late on this one, but you know, yeah, Meredith isn't exactly thinking straight these days. But that's fine. We get it. He's not. No. He's... But a good old Meredith was actually her soul bind, which yeah. I did not know that. 
Yeah, no, that makes sense because he was like, but it oh, makes sense. Sure, Tom. Ah. He's a very sad. Yeah, poor Marilith. Yeah. Poor poor Marilith. Yeah, I like that guy. So the the third boss, which I never quite understood what she's doing there, is a Domina Venomblade, who is seeking revenge for the destruction of the House of Eyes, and is actually only here seeking whatever this hidden weapon she believes to be here hmm. is. So yeah. That's why she's there. I remember that fight. But, you know, Demita Venomblade, so you can, okay. I mean, I could see that, that, you know, the, she would perceive that the House of Plagues had something to do with the destruction of that, the House of Eyes, but, I don't know. I don't know, I remember the cutscene, and it was like an explosion. I mean, did the plague do that? I don't know. It seems, seems misguided, the, their, their ire towards the House of Plagues, really. I don't know. Seems weird. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like so, they're, they're wrong. <laughs> right. Well, with that, all that, like the, the House of Plagues was the first of the great houses to fall in the Mount Jackson Civil War, which I think was news to me. And while it was originally thought to be an accident, it was later discovered that they were betrayed by the House of Rituals. Yeah. And that, and that destruction that did happen is why it's now left to be a toxic wasteland with slime and slime tentacles and a lot of traveling time and lots of ads. Yeah, it was definitely the the first one to be destroyed because when Draca was still in the in the House of Eyes, that's when Margrave Scorpion Face, I don't actually remember his name, <laughs> told her that the... The House of Plagues lies in ruins. Right, and that's when he was like, all right, you should go hang out and see what's going on with Margrave Crexus because they still stand with us, those that actually, you know, are with the Primus. So, yeah, and I think in the video with Draka, the people that attack her, where, she, where she's like, oh, brothers, there still could be still time or something like that. There still be survivors. You know, we all made fun of the fact that she said survivors in the afterlife, right? Right. <laughs> um. But then we learned more that you can you can double die, and then Steve Newser kind of dodged that question. But that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know, in in a very political way. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, th- I believe the 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 people that attacked her the, those were from the the House of Rituals. So because right. as, as we now know, as someone who is a as a as a fine fine member of the the, <laughs> the, the Necrolords, it wasn't. It wasn't actually, um, you know, friggin' um, the Margrave. It was all Kel'Thuzad that was doing some stuff. So it was all Kel'Thuzad's doing. Oh, see, that's news to me, but it does not surprise me. Yeah, because the, the Margrave at the end of the, the Covenant campaign actually joins up with Draca and, you know, the Seat of the Primus, because we don't really have a house right now, because, right. you know, the House of the Chosen is with... Um, What's his butt, you know, with the V name? I don't remember his name. <laughs> anyway, yeah, you know, traitor butt that killed Crexus. What's, what's his butt? Yep. I don't know. Just, Vi- Virez? Yep, Virez. So, yeah. Uh, Virez is kind of <laughs> in charge of the uh, House of the Chosen right now. And it's... Um, so, let's see. We got Plague Fall. She is Stradama. So, that would be Margrave Sindane. Margrave Sindane is House of the Rituals, and that was the one that um, Kel'Thuzad was like, 
I'm going to do all my stuff. I'm going to take the, the staff of the Primus and do all this kind of crazy crap. Because that's the last thing that you get is the, the staff of the, like the, 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 it's a weapon, right? It's the last thing that you get. <laughs> You're shaking enough, your hand like a maraca. I don't know what that was supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> what Cast do you do with your weapon there? <laughs> <laughs> Chitty chitty right. bang bang or whatever. Chitty chitty boom chitty chitty. There it is. That's what I'm looking for. Chitty chitty bang bang. I don't know. Completely opposite, different. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> anyways, back to Playfall. Um, so I know that the you know the, the House of Plagues exploded and you know all the plagues from the House of Plagues was released and it's probably the reason again why it's all toxic, slimy, whatever. I think the part that I'm not sure about is this whole potential secret weapon. Yeah, I have no idea and what's it, up with that. Is it referring to one of the plagues or is it referring to slimy Margrave Stradama herself? I don't, I honestly don't know. Like, that, that the, the whole secret weapon thing has me a little confused. So I was hoping you knew more than me on this one. No, I mean, I've, obviously I've ran the dungeon. I've, I've Pay attention a little bit, but it may just be some secret plague that they have been working on or something like that. I don't. I don't yeah, know. probably. Because I mean, I guess. It, well, it talks about a, a coveted power, not necessarily a weapon. Mm. So a power they can use as a weapon, maybe. Yeah. So a plague would make sense. It probably is. It's probably some, a particular plague. It's something to do with like Marilith or, or something like that. Some of the thing that he was working on, most likely. Um, but yeah, I honestly don't know. Couldn't tell All you. Right. All right. What do you think about Plaguefall? I think it's pretty cool. I actually like this dungeon. Yeah. Um, I, if I were to, uh, you know, I, I don't know. This one is, uh, I would go so far as to say, my second favorite uh, as in the, all the, the dungeon order. Um, because obviously my favorite is the Theater of Pain. And then the third favorite <laughs> is basically everything else. <laughs> So basically, uh, Plaguefall, I'd go so far as to say, of the two, right, of the two from Maldraxxus, definitely has the most lore of it, because we'll have some fun when we talk about the game. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, no, I think it's pretty good. I like it. It's a good dungeon. If I was going to give it some stars, I'd give it a pretty solid three and a half. Maybe verging on four, just because I like the little... Verging. The little, the little little tentacles at the end where it's like, don't stand here. <laughs> I I do really like that fight actually, and I I like all the slime creatures. They look pretty cool. I like the one one boss. I'm sure I could look it up. It's right in front of me. But like the the boss was like, that's a slime dude, but he's got the bones. I'm entertained by that for some reason. Right. Yeah. I like the slime things. That's pretty yeah, cool. Big slimy face. Um. I want to give it a four, but it's not quite. Maybe verging on four. I'm gonna have to be with you on this one because it's. I, I really like this drama, just drama fight, and I do like the the sliminess and everything. But it's kind of a long one for travel time. It is, yeah. And that that could be a little tricky. And there's a decent amount of ads, but it's not as bad as some of the other ones for ads. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think verging on four. Yeah, I think it's a good call. Yeah, it's it's like three point eight five or something. It's real close. <laughs> <laughs> like if we have to round up, it's a four, but three point eight five. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. good. It's a good dungeon. 
I'll definitely say well, it's good. I am excited to hear your thoughts on this next one. You should be. <laughs> <laughs> so our next one is Theater of Pain, since, you know, the other one in Mount Draxus. And the adventure guide says, In Mount Draxus, you must constantly be tested and proven as the best to defend the Shadowlands. The best place to prove yourself is a theater of pain. Throngs of contenders face off for the hope of facing one of the champions. Brutality, mayhem, violence, and of course, pain. Only the strongest become champions of their house, and only one can be the strongest. Yes. <laughs> it's so fun. This, this so that's so good. That, that's basically all there is to the lore-wise. There, there's me hooks to dodge and pearls <laughs> to make your way through, and sometimes you fight your friends, and apparently Gorchop has earned every piece of his body in battle, which I thought was pretty cool. <laughs> pretty and cool. The, the last boss, more, more Mordretha has never been defeated until, you know, we get there. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So. Lay it on me. This boss, Mordretha. Like, I've actually done this one on, on like, Mythic number. I don't remember the number, but uh, that one's, it's a pretty tough fight on Mythic. I'll, I'll give her. I can see why she was never I can, defeated. I can see that. It was yeah. pretty tough. But we, we managed to get there in time. So we I timed that one. Wow. Good job. It was probably like a mythic two or three. Like, don't, don't get too excited. <laughs> the ones that are easy to time. You know? Right. Well. I'll give you credit. You did a mythic plus. That's cool. Yeah. So, um, but honestly, you can't talk about theater pain without talking about the fact that it's like, you two get the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I've never been the one to get in the ring because I'm every, healing. Every but it is fun to watch the two others like go off and like duke each other out. Every single time I've gone to the ring, it's been me and some other random dude and I pop every cooldown. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you're not taking me down, buddy. <laughs> oh, my God. It's the greatest freaking feeling where it's just like, are you two? And I'm like, I don't even know if this has anything to do with the mechanics of this boss because this boss is pretty straightforward. Okay? Yeah, it is. You just kind of smack him and he falls over eventually. You smack him, you kill the banner, and it pops up. Easy peasy. Yeah. But, I mean, if this is a mechanic where if I win, I do more damage than the boss, then he, you're damn right I'm going to win. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, uh, it's, I don't know. This is just pure fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, do you remember back in Wrath of the Lich King? Uh, yes. When they released for the... I want to say it was either the five or the 10 year anniversary, somewhere in there. I think it was five based on the, the timing. So it would have been five. Um, when they were re-released Onyxia as a raid. You, yes. You remember that? Okay. So they yes. re-released Onyxia as a raid and they said, all fun, zero lore. Okay. That's my <laughs> feeling on the theater of pain. All fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they embraced gameplay first. And this freaking dungeon is just, it's so much fun. I love it. It's so this dungeon and I, we, we got off on the wrong foot because when I first queued, I queued up for random heroics, I think. And this one popped up I'm like, cool, I haven't done this one yet. Let's go. And it was one of those cases where it was already in process and they were on the portal part, like way over there. And they weren't even on my map. And I didn't know how the bleep to get over there. And no one was like helping me. It was like so early. It's like week one, week two, well, probably like week two. And like, I, I didn't know what I was doing. And like, they were off, like already killing things and everything. I'm like, you guys don't need a healer? Uh, okay. And I think I typed in chat, like, how do I get to you guys? 
and no responses. So I'm like, I don't know where to go. I'm just going to leave dungeon now. Okay. Well, yeah. that, that didn't feel good. So it was kind of a bummer. So once I actually got in with a group from the beginning, I got to experience it from the beginning. I, I thought it was pretty cool. I really like the meat hook fight for some reason. I like finding the, the openings and dodging the meat hooks for some, I don't, I don't know why. Yeah, I think that is, a, I think that it's is fun. pretty cool. I like that fight yeah. too, where you're like, ah, <laughs> And the, the animation of like flying across with the portals and stuff is pretty cool. It's like, wee! <laughs> Every time in my brain or out loud, that's what happens. Wee! And every single time I say we, I think this is what Allie would say right now. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. And that is what Allie would say right now. It's it's a fun dungeon. I think we we got off on the wrong foot, but once I actually got a chance to see it a couple times, it was pretty cool. Although the second time I ran it, I fought the, it's either a boss or it's like one of those mini bosses, but it's in the portal part, you know, one of the platforms. He does like the missiles that like shoot you off the ledge. Yep. And so I totally took it to the face and went off the edge. I'm like, well, dang it. And it's so like, okay, I really hope I can get back to them. <laughs> but thankfully, like, because I followed them from the beginning, I was able to kind of figure out, okay, here, here, here. And then I finally got it. And and now I'm one of those horrible people that when someone else gets knocked off the edge, I kind of giggle a little bit. Well, of course. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, what it's, that's what it's for. Yeah. <laughs> of course you want to giggle. <laughs> All right, well, before we move on to Ardenweald, uh, I gotta know, if you were to rank this one to five stars, where would it be? Because mm-hmm. this is, while, you, while you're tapping on your, your face there, thinking about this, <laughs> what this should be ranked, I'm going to tell you, what it should be ranked is five stars. Because <laughs> there are only two dungeons higher up in this list. Okay, maybe three if you include freeholds, because I know pirates, Okay. <laughs> mm, I just love freehold. Right. In my in yeah. my mind it goes halls of lightning, <laughs> halls of reflection, <laughs> theater of pain. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that one. The halls are the halls are pretty good. I'll give you that for sure, especially oh, Halls of Reflection. That was so good. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, Halls of Reflection was Anyways. So good. It was good because so fun story for me. This is yeah. where I basically learned how to tank. And nice. you do not want that to be the dungeon you learn to tank on, especially no. when your healer is a druid. No, you don't. No, because every Especially single... the ominous part when the Lich King's actually chasing you down. No, that's not the hard part. No, the hard part is in the very beginning when the... But what happens is all of the mobs spawn and they all immediately rush the healer. And you're like... Ah. Oh, yes, they do. <laughs> yep, yep, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, the beginning of that dungeon, Halls of Reflection, was a freaking pain in the butt. <laughs> Especially because threat wasn't this, like, you know, one thunderclap of right. all on you. At, you yep, know, yeah, it actually worked for it still at that point, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so when people are like, oh, threat's hard. <laughs> threat's not hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. Threat isn't hard. Go play classic. You can tell me threat's hard. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to wait for five thunders. You're fine. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. All right. Well, what, what, what is your well, ranking? I would probably give it a four. That's wrong. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I heal this. I don't I haven't had the joy of DPSing yet. So I haven't had a joy of going down and blasting my buddy yet. You know, so <laughs> especially when you're doing a random bug because you don't give a crap. <laughs> right. Honestly, it would be even better. 
It really would be even better if uh, it was like, you know, a fear or something like that that was also DPSing. I was kicking the crap out of them too. <laughs> it was so fun. Uh, I just love that part. It's so good. Yeah, it's, it's just one of the, it's one of those pure moments of joy that Blizzard somehow managed to do sneak in there is when you can kick the crap out of your friend like that. <laughs> and it's fine, like you're supposed to, like because one of right. them has to lose. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. I love it. So, yeah. Five stars. All right. Five stars. <laughs> so many stars. <laughs> so many stars. <laughs> so you want to do Arden Wheel? Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, this is your zone. So this, take it this away. This is, oh, it is my zone. I love it. So have you done Mr. Tierna Scythe? Dude, I did, I did this one on beta. We didn't finish. Oh, that's right. You did this with me in beta. That's right. We didn't okay. finish. <laughs> well, that was the first boss was... No, it Horrible. wasn't, the, fir- it wasn't get- the first boss. It was actually the the fairy face. Well, lady. yeah, it was the it was it was fairy face. Yes. The, well, the first maybe more than the first time I did it. The first time I did no, it. The first the, the first boss was a pain in the butt. <laughs> no, the first time, but the first time I did the the first boss, it may have been alpha, but I couldn't. We couldn't even pass it. It yeah. was way overtuned, and we said like, "Screw this place, we're going to." Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the first time we did it, that's when Toasty was there, and we just we couldn't. We just that's right. So you were there for that one. Right yeah, now. yeah. But yeah, this is, then the second time we couldn't get past uh, Fairy What's Her Face because it was, she was bugged. Well, it wasn't that she was bugged. It's just that when it did the like the puzzle, when it went to the puzzle mode, the damage that went out was just like, yeah, <laughs> it's like okay, we can't live through this. I'm sorry. We were doing our job and testing it. Yeah, yeah. you're all welcome. Yeah, you're welcome because it was. <laughs> all- <laughs> I just left so many reports for that one. <laughs> Anyways. So, Miss of Tyrannus Scythe. We'll, we'll start with the adventure guide before I start gushing. The lush grove called Tyrannus Scythe has ever been diligently protected by the Fey folk, for it is a sacred place said to hold ancient secrets. Legends warn that an unwary traveler might find themselves lost for an eternity wandering its countless mist-shrouded paths. But as drought depletes the forests of Ardenweald, Enemies seek to plunder the grove's potent magic. Even the realm's native denizens are driven by hunger and desperation to consume that which the Winter Queen holds most dear. Except it says hunter instead of hunger. Because typos. <laughs> silly blizzard. So silly. Pretty sure it's supposed to be hunger. Because yeah. driven by hunter and desperation is just ridiculous. So pretty sure it's hunger. Yeah. Hungry. <laughs> Oh, boy. So we learned through questing that the anima drought has caused many of Ardenwield's groves to weaken and fade. And we originally get sent to Tyrna Scythe because the grove has gone silent. And so they're like, what's up? Go check it out. And uh, it's set in Ardenwield. So it is freaking gorgeous. True. Oh, my goodness. Like, like the first time we run it in Alpha... Pretty sure you almost died once because I was taking screenshots. I'm not gonna yes, lie. Yes, yes, I did. I, I, I believe I even asked. I was like, "Were you taking a screenshot?" And I was, and I believe your answer was many, many screenshots. It's <laughs> true. I took so many. It, it was. It wasn't one. <laughs> it, it was. It was multiple because it. I cannot get over how gorgeous Arnwild is. To this day, I fly in there and I'm like, "Ah, oh, Arnwild." It's just so. Every slight bit of angle, I, I, I take a screenshot. I'm like, oh, we'll take it from this angle. 
and this angle and this angle. And I have 10 different angles of the same damn shot because it's so good. You know, I got to admit <laughs> that um, I'm not a big picture taker in real life. So that means I'm also not a big picture taker in games. So the amount of screenshots I have is maybe verging on 20 total for the entire time I've played. I got like wow. three. I got like three in this dungeon. So uh, that said something. That's that. that I'll, I'll give you that. That does say something coming from you. Holy crap. That's not many. But yes, this is a gorgeous place. I adore it. Um, so some people get a little lost in the sauce when it comes to the dressed. Not quite sure what they're up to, why they're here, blah, blah, blah. I want to actually read the adventure guide for the first boss. The one we were talking about that was all bugged and stuff. Ingra Malak, because it actually kind of sums it up nicely. And it says, Cursed to exist outside the cycle of life and death, the Drust now seek to circumvent their fate using Ardenwild's mechanisms of rebirth. Their would-be conquest has found its way to Tirna Scythe, where Ingra Malak and his followers use foul magic to subjugate the local inhabitants. That does so basically, the, the, the Drust nom 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 on the dying groves and then they use dark rituals to warp the Fae and bring them into the Drust army and then try to use it to try to, you know, do the whole cycle of rebirth and whatnot. And I want to go to Thros and burn everything down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So as someone, you know, as Alliance main, you're also an Alliance main. Yeah, um, yeah. So I've, I've quested through uh, Drustvar. So I know who yeah. the Drust are. I'm well acquainted. Um, and this... And honestly, Ardenweald is a zone, and this dungeon definitely, I think, did a decent job of explaining who the Drust yeah. really were. Especially um, as, as as you go through, like, with a Night Fave, with the whole Covenant campaign. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you finished yours yet or not, but, like, it, it does a good job really bringing home that point of what they are and what they're doing. Yeah, so if you don't know, I will do a quick synopsis, very quick. Basically, the Drust were, from what I can understand, they were like very ancient druid-esque kind of people. They were, they were effectively yeah, druids. So. But rather than, you know, embracing the cycle of life, life and death like any normal druid would, because, you know, that's kind of a big druid kind of tenant, you know, life, life, death, right? If you're tied to life, you're obviously tied to death. That's just, that's how it works. Well, they basically said, nah, I'm good. I'm going to go ahead and stick my soul <laughs> into this wicker man construct that I basically said because they wanted yep. to create for themselves some type of eternal life, basically. It was a, yep. they, they just was like, no, we're, we are outside of the cycle. You know, like you could probably assume like the Titan Amontool is in, in a way outside of time because he's like Time Lord, right? These guys are like, nah, cycle of life and death. No, thanks. Well, that has its downsides. <laughs> you get weird things like Thros in this crazy creepy zone. And you don't really experience the joys, the, the ups and downs of life. You're just this construct, this awfulness. That's why they're invading Ardweald, trying to circumvent this to rebirth themselves into a real body. So there you go. That's the dress kind of in a weird nutshell. Yeah. Weird, yeah. creepy nutshell. If you really kind of think about it, they, they are honestly like we. I mean, it's it's really intriguing, really interesting, and we have the the good ones, you know, and dress for the Thorn speakers. Those yeah, are those ones, are right? the those are the original like ancient druids that are like, yeah. uh, they went off the deep end, like Gorok Tool yeah. and all them. 
We are not with them. Yeah, they're like... (laughs) We do not represent them. (laughs) We're the thorn speakers. They're the dressed, okay? There's a bit of a separation, right? Okay. (laughs) Separation, please. Like, if you want to know more about the dressed, I would definitely... And you haven't done the Night Fate Covenant, i definitely highly suggest it because... um, I don't want to give spoilers... But, it's just, it's really good, and there are now reasons why I want to go burn Thoros down. <laughs> Sylvana style. There are reasons why Adam wants reasons. to go burn down Thoros. Yep. We don't so, even know what is even in Thoros other than it's like a realm of torture because that's where Jaina was kept in BFA. So, yeah. Apparently, but I just, Jaina will be with me. I'm sure she will enjoy me and burn all down. <laughs> she's, a, she's a mage. It's fine. I'll bring her. Um, so this isn't the first time that the dress have invaded our wield. Though, if, again, if I said a thing about it, um, it will be the last time because I do plan on going to Thros and burning things down. I'm pretty sure at some point we're actually going to go there in Ardenwield. <laughs> or whether it's a pocket, pocket zone of Ardenwield or what, but like, I'm pretty sure sometime this expansion we're going there. I'm seriously picking me. I'm sure <laughs> you've used Twitter. You've seen the gif of Elmo with the fire behind him. That's what I'm picturing. Yes, I have. <laughs> it's going to be my worgen in that mo- in that, yeah. in that form. Yeah, yeah. that is, that's... Yeah. Holding a exactly torch in one hand. Sure. Yeah. Throws will burn. Actually, torch in both hands. I just, I'm burning it down. Um, again, if you have not done the Night Fae campaign to the completion and see what happens at the end and what they make you do and why my emotions are happening, you go, go do it. You're going to want to burn it down too. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but that's a story for a different day. But so, you know, the puzzle maze in the middle of the dungeon that people tend to hate that actually exists because of the dress. So if you don't like it, blame the dress because <laughs> the uh, fairy lady, as we're calling her, Miss Caller, she uses that to confuse and disorientate invaders, mostly the dressed. Um, so it makes sense. It does make sense. <laughs> I, I actually like the maze because for me, it's just something unique and different. It reminds and me of I'm a big Zelda. fan of it. It reminds what? me of Zelda. That's why I like it. So, yeah, yeah I like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it. it just when, when a game is old can throw in unique things, I get excited about it. And I, I like this. Me too. Yeah. I don't like when you're in a pug and they're just like, I'm going to run this way. Don't actually consider the symbols and or try. <laughs> That is a little annoying, but uh, <laughs> otherwise, uh, it's good. So as for that last boss, Tredova, the gigantic Gorm, who Nick from Torin the Goblin totally wants to give a big <laughs> hug to. Big hug. Hi, Nick. <laughs> Hi, Nick. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> um, this gigantic Gorm that, you know, wants Nick wants to hug um, has actually not only been nom nom nomming on Ardenwield, Along with the rest of the Grom, she actually ate the wild seed of the Loa of Knowledge named Lakali. And you can actually see like the desiccated husk of that wild seed on the ground in this fight. That's why that's there. Okay. That's That's the wild seed of the Loa of Knowledge, apparently. That seems important. And apparently, um, if you stick around after you kill Gorm, and I, I was not aware of this, so maybe I get my loot and get out and I had miss this. <laughs> but we actually free Lakali when we kill the giant Gorm. Apparently he was still alive in the stomach or something. And so, or soul shape, whatever. Um, and so we killed the Gorm and then we, we free that Loa. Mm. That, well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. 
because that seemed important. <laughs> right. <laughs> Loa of knowledge. Hmm. I mean, I've never I've never heard that name, name before. I don't know a Lakali. Do you know a Lakali? No, I mean, I don't. Yeah. But if there's a Loa of trash, like I'm makes sense that there's a Loa of knowledge. Loa of knowledge. So. Yeah, that sounds that sounds important. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but they're free now. Thanks to us. Uh, what do you what do you think about this dungeon? Uh, honestly, this dungeon is was this was the very first dungeon that I ran uh, because I did it in in alpha slash beta, and I just I freaking loved it. I was like, oh my goodness, yeah. this is the freaking coolest thing I've thing I've ever seen. Because <laughs> um, I was doing the ooh ah ooh, it's so pretty. <laughs> I was, you know, I was looking up. Don't forget to look up, everybody. I was looking up. So proud of you. Because yeah, <laughs> seriously, in this dungeon, you gotta look up. It's like an Arden wheel. Just like look up, and you're like, "Holy crap! This place is amazing." Because oh, so- uh, seriously, I think like the first five minutes of this dungeon, because you know, it was like you, uh, me, Manny, like Toasty, and like maybe you know, a bunch of dorks that do podcasts. Um, we're we're all just kind of standing around, going like, "Oh my goodness, what is this?" <laughs> Like, no one was moving. We were just all moving our cameras around, just looking around. Oh, so, it's so good. <laughs> so let's, let's put it this way. Um, Ardenweald, when it comes to aesthetics, you win. All right? Hey, I love my Necrolords. I love everything about us. We're, it, our, just, Except for your fly mounts, apparently. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. <laughs> Yeah, we could fly around a corpse fly. Yay! That seems like fun. Thanks, Blizz. Really appreciate that. Um, I know some people who are really excited about that. I know some people who are not excited about that too. And at the same time, for for example, I know people that are just as disgusted at the never-ending story Ardenweald mount. That right. And I'm just I like, don't know how really hate that. I thought the never-ending awesome. story thing was kind of cool. Like, okay. I think it's cool. And then I was over here going, maybe this is what they feel with the corpse fly. That's okay. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. It's yeah. all subjective. Yeah. It's all subjective. So anyways, if you hate the great outdoors, maybe you'll hate this dungeon, but it's beautiful. <laughs> so, it's, so it's it's fantastic. Um, the only thing that I can say is, is there like an add on or something that like tells you which add to attack in the, in the little mist thing? Because every single time I've ran a pug, it seems everyone knows exactly which one to attack. And I'm, and I'm over here going like, which one is it? Which one is it? <laughs> I don't know. They all, they all jump on it really quick. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the right one. Maybe I'm just maybe I just don't see patterns as good as everyone else. Yeah, maybe. I mean, everyone's got their strengths and weaknesses. I know. I feel I like out. it's an add on. And it's way too fast. I mean, there might be an add-on. I personally don't know if I know of any add-on for that, but I don't know if DBM tells you and I'm just not paying attention to it. I don't know. Yeah, maybe too. That might be. Maybe, I just look at the pattern. So I like the whole looking at the patterns aspect of it. Cause again, it's unique and different. I like that. So I just pay attention to that. Yeah. I mean, there was an add-on to tell you how to do the shell game. So there's probably an add-on to lazy. Yeah, dude, I love the shell game. Like that was my favorite world quest. Whenever I saw the shell game, I was it like, was wow. a lot of fun. I always liked that one. Yeah. Ooh, reminds me when I was five doing the memory game. <laughs> <laughs> right. I always loved the memory game. I thought it was the best. Oh, yeah. No, I was like <laughs> every single time I got one without ever. You know what I mean? Where you get one when you, you hadn't flipped it before. You were just like, I'm like so smart, guys. <laughs> Did you see that? I knew that was there. What's up? <laughs> I, I knew it. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I was, I always wanted to, I always wanted like an achievement associated with the shell game that was like you're super smart or something. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Never got one, but I was just like, come on, Blizz, come on, a little pat on the back. You're super smart. It's cool. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I, I love this dungeon. Um, four and a half, almost five stars. It's a really good dungeon. I think honestly, the only, the only downside is I kind of agree with Nick. Them Gorm are gross. <laughs> <laughs> they nasty. That's probably why I hate the corpse fly. So, yeah, <laughs> it's like ew, big bugs. <laughs> no thanks. I mean, I like the story behind the gorm. The story behind the gorm are actually pretty right, cool. Where they're right. just like, I'm yeah. nom, 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 nom. it's like, wow, that's it's kind of weird, and messed up, but hey, makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, what do you think about the dungeon? I mean, other than I'd your- probably give it a 4.75. Makes sense. I think the 0.25 is only because it's so easy for someone not paying attention to mess up the maze. And that can be a little tedious. <laughs> That's true. If you run the wrong way, everyone gets ported back. <laughs> yeah, they did all over again. Say, say you did the first like two or three rounds just fine. The next one, someone screws up, you're like. Uh, uh, I have to run through all that again. Yeah, that gets a little old. It does. I gave it to you. Yeah. It does. But uh, but the rest of it, I just, I I love it. Yeah, it's Arden Wild, so I love it anyways. But the story and some of the boss fights and stuff, I, I like it. All right, you want to get into some lore bombs? Yeah. I'm so sad that you haven't actually done this one like from the beginning. <laughs> I haven't. I mean, it's, I think I'm like missing maybe one boss out of everything. So it's I've basically done it. So okay, basically, 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 <laughs> basic bitch, basically. So <laughs> fitting for the show. So this is the other side. I love this one. This is my five star. I'm just going to say it now. This, this, is, this is my five star. I agree. Yeah. It's very good. It's so good. <laughs> I right. finished it. And now, so let's start with the adventure guide. It says, Bon Zombie has kept a secret place in the Shadowlands he refers to as the other side. When the dead started funneling into the Maw, Bon Zombie hid several of his, in his little domain, keeping his troll followers safe. But this broke an old deal with Muzala. And now the ancient Loa has come to harvest those souls and destroy their caretaker. Bonsamdi will need help collecting on some of his other dealings if he is to survive the onslaught and protect the souls within. Ooh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I remember back in BFA when we had mm-hmm. the whole Vol'jin urn kind of quest and he's like, come on out there, Vol'jin. And he's not in there. And he's like, the boss not going to be happy about this. This basically answers who's the boss. <laughs> right. Yep, that boss. Every time you refer to the boss or whatever, that's uh, that's Muzala here. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense. It, it really does make sense because a lot of people were speculating that it was like, like all sorts of crazy things were. But the fact that Muzala, also kind of like a another troll Loa, very troll adjacent, very much makes sense that was it was Muzala and then Bonsamde. So, yeah, totally made sense in my mind. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, this I got no problem with the fact that Muzala was the the boss. And this was actually one of those crazy things that uh, apparently 
Muzala had actually been mentioned since classic. And it was one of those weird things that most people didn't even pick up on because there was like these weird little, little like, uh, it was just like flavor text basically where it's like, oh, so and so, where you would, I think it was one of the, the troll uh, bosses in a quest or something like that that you would take down and he would mention Wazala and everyone kind of went, who's Wazala? Like, like you didn't get any context. You had no idea who this person was. Um, and then another thing with, about Muzala is we learned about a little bit about Muzala from the Traveler series, which was supposed to be aimed as like, oh, this is a cutesy little tween book. Like, <laughs> right. I, I heard that that's in there, but I didn't know what info was in there. It, it wasn't a lot. It basically you found out that Muzala was the Loa of Death, but from like the Sans, the, the, the Sans Spirit, like the like Zulfarak, like the, okay. those trolls. They they worshipped him the same way that um, the Dark Spear worshipped Juan Samdi as the Death Loa. Right. So it wasn't a lot, like nothing really. From from what I recall, I may be a little off. Um, I've it's been a while since I've even skimmed the uh, the the Traveler series. But yeah, it's it it's one of those. I think Mozala was one of those uh, characters that you just go like, "Whoa, you've been here the whole time." <laughs> Yeah, that's, I didn't realize it was that early on. That's interesting. Like I know, so I know there's references to the other side mm-hmm. by various trolls and stuff over the expansions and everything, especially in BFA. I ramped up in BFA, but even before BFA was happening. So it, it here we, here we are. We are now on the other side. Um, but I didn't realize that there was Muzala references. That's interesting. Yeah, it's uh, it's not a lot. It's you know, it's kind of like the. It's the equivalent, I would say, as the um, the Nazoth references in Cataclysm, where it's like, right, or they like, were there. Even back didn't... in, right, like even back in Burning Crusade, there were uh, the Naga. Sometimes their flavor text when they were being killed or whatever, they would mention Nazatar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it, not a lot, you know. You didn't get a lot, but it was just it, he was there. Um, Wazala was a, a character that was, had been there since the beginning of. Warcraft, basically. That's well, really interesting. World of Warcraft, not the beginning of Warcraft, because yeah, yeah, that was gotcha. That was just humans and orcs smashing each <laughs> other in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huh, interesting. Okay, well, that was new. Uh, so first off, what would drive Juan Somdi to break his deal with Muzala? I mean, you want me, are you asking me or? I, I'm, I'm going to say it. <laughs> I'm just looking to your reaction. <laughs> so we find out during the Ardenwild Covenant story that Buon Samdi has discovered some missing Loa. And it turns out Mozola has hidden a couple of them away, including good old Hakar, the soul flayer. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. That yes, guy. Yes. And he wants somebody else to find out that Muzala has been draining the anima out of wild seeds, loa wild seeds, in order to wake these loa, you know, the, the ones he's been hiding away before they've completed their psycho rebirth and then filling them with dark mojo. And he's also been throwing loa into the maw, such as Ashmane. Uh, I think Hyde, I think Hyreek and Shadra was there as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. One somebody was not happy. No. No, no. it wouldn't be. No, no. So during the dungeon, 
there is a lot of back and forth between Buonsamdi and Muzala. So first off, the voice acting. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> but Muzala is over there demanding his souls back. Because as it turns out, he is res- he is specifically referring to Rastakhan and the other Zandalari who died during the Fourth War. The ones that Buonsamdi has been hiding away in his own little pocket dimension. We found out about that during Shadows Rising. We read about that, you know, we talked about it in the novel. So that pocket dimension, I, d- I believe, is Day Other Side. We're, we're visiting his little pocket dimension here. And we also learned that it was Mozala's fault that Sylvanas was named War Chief. He was the one whispering in Vol'jin's ear. It be Mozala who brought Helia to the jailer's side. Struck a deal for old Odin's eye and made the Banshee war chief with a whisper. Yeah, and that really, and so the, the <laughs> I know a lot of people are like, you know, take, take a grain of salt or whatever. The first time I really paid attention to Wazala was from a Bellular video. And it was Bellular that speculated that it was Wazala that yeah. whispered in. And maybe he's not the first, but, you know, he did put out a video and the YouTube algorithm told me to watch it. And I watched it. And I was like, "Ooh, who's this Muazala guy? So, <laughs> so I looked into it. And yeah. Um, yeah. No, uh, that that video was correct. It was absolutely Muazala that whispered in the ear of uh, Vol'jin. And I, you could see why he was tricked, because number one, Muazala is also another Loa. Yep. Looks very troll-like, just like um, Bonsamdi. And he's also a low of death. So yeah. you're kind of checking all the boxes there for uh, for Vol'jin. And in his not exactly healthy state he was in, I can see why he would be susceptible to someone saying Windrunner. And he'd be like, oh, yeah, sure, I guess she could be war chief, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, basically. Yeah, I think that's kind of how it went down because it was very much a windrunner. <laughs> and you're just like, oh crap! Like, because honestly, I was. And then actually, you know, with Shadowlands, you know, with hindsight now, you gotta wonder: was Sylvanas taken a little? Off, like, was she surprised at that point, or did she know it was coming? You know what I mean? Was That's she, a good question. Because was she in kind of a constant communication with the jailer, or you know what I mean? Because I mean, oh, what, could it could it be constant? Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, because with her Valkyr hanging out with her, or like, true, right? They could be, you know, sharing messages and whatnot. That's true. Yeah, did she expect it? But at the same time, the way that that cut scene was all done, you kind of wonder, I don't think she knew that was coming. <laughs> I think that may have been a surprise even for her. Yeah. So that, I mean, I think it's a, it's an interesting tie in the fact that how she's like, oh, I was named work, you know, that and, you know, we'll honor him. And yeah, it was a good, 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 good cut scene. I like that cut scene. It was a good cut scene. That's true. Yeah, so it's where you're like, I don't hate Savannah. She's fine. And then she bird tells yourself, you're like, never mind, I hate I hate her. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. I hate her. <laughs> and done. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Dale side is able to connect to other locations. So in this dungeon, we actually visit Mechagon to fight Millhouse and Millie Manastorm. <laughs> who apparently have made amends. They're back together. So they still, you know, bicker and stuff during the fight. It's, it's fine. <laughs> but then they walk away at the end and love again. It's it's fine. <laughs> In Mana Storm fashion. Sure. Makes sense. <laughs> have you done the Millist- have you done the Mana Storm fight? No, I haven't. It's actually it's honestly it's a really fun one. I like that one. But oh, I'm so sorry. I might I might have to grab you a voice line so I can put it here. But there's there's this point at the end when you know Bonsam is like, oh look at that, they're in love. <laughs> And then we get a little voice line from Bonsomdi, and we learn that Bonsomdi is a little bit of a player. True love. Now ain't that sweet. <laughs> Old Bonsomdi had his share of romance back in the day. <laughs> More than his share. It's, I love this dungeon. It's so good. From, from a playing standpoint and from a lore standpoint and a voice acting standpoint, it's just, it's so good. Good. Anyways, um, so moving on, we we visit Zolgrub or a version of it. There's some people that are saying it might be a different version of Zolgrub, maybe. But we once again fight Hakar. Right. Goal Hakar. And we also visit Ardenwild to fight the broker dealer Zyexa. Sure. We'll go sure. with that. Zyexa. <laughs> So her adventure guide shares that she's been collecting magical items over the millennia. Which gives us a small idea about the brokers. A little bit that she's been collecting magical items for that long. And we'll learn more about them in 9.1 in a mega dungeon. (laughs) I told you I worked it in. (laughs) In a very natural way. (laughs) What was that again? Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, say it that way. So I I just thought that was a neat little tidbit to learn about the brokers. Because I I want to, I don't trust them. Juan Somdi says not to trust them in this dungeon. And I just, I want to know more about them. So yeah, yeah. Um, do, 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 do. let's see. Brokers are even Bon Somni admits in this dungeon. Brokers are up to something, you know, they're tricky. Yep. But what do you say about her? <laughs> Be careful of this one, she's tricky. Just of his voice acting, so good. <laughs> but basically, we have to go around to these bosses to get back Bon Somni's mojo so he can use that power to defeat Mozala. Now. Mozala, it's got a bunch of titles, you know, but a whole bunch of them. He's God of Death, the Father of Sleep, the Son of Time, Knight's Friend. Son of Time. Yeah, we'll get to that one in a second. Um, also, a couple other little things here and there, because, you know, lore bombs and whatnot. Mozala got Helia to join the Jailer, struck a deal with Odin, and swallowed his eyes so Odin can see into the Shadowlands. Yep. Yeah, no, no, that's the one that made me go, what? (laughs) But at the end of the dungeon, we defeat him and Bwansam defeated Boss Man now. Yeah. And he, oh, he, he, he eats up every second of it too. It's so good. Yeah. 
Yeah, no. The I, voice acting in this dungeon, it's so good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> it is it's very good. Yes, yeah, so yes, yeah, not a time. But time is not a construct of death. And so that whole Southern Time title confused the bleep out of me. Yeah, I'm confused by it as well. I don't know what the heck is up with the Son of Time. If you're going to be the Son of Time, the only thing that comes to mind is... um, Amantul is the only thing that that I'm thinking of with anything to do with time. Right. Time is not a construct of death. I don't know. This is confusing to me. What? What? Yeah. How is he? What? How did he earn that title? I don't know. I need to know what achievement he obtained to earn that title. (laughs) I agree. I I very much agree. What? (laughs) What? (laughs) Right? That makes no sense. If someone knows, please tell us because we obviously know. Yeah, that's a weird one. Because the, the only being that I'm aware of that has anything to do with time is either the bronze dragon flight. But right. all, the reason why the bronze dragon flight is even the bronze dragon flight is because of Amantul and their tie into time. Right. So the son of time. Hmm. I feel like we might learn more later. Yeah. I really hope so. Because yeah. what? <laughs> what? So something else we're going to learn more about. Is that eye, Odin's eye, and the eye of the jailer in 9.1, because we're going to poke it. Pokey. (laughs) Yep. So we'll learn more about that one eventually, I'm sure. But yeah, lots of lots of lore bombs in this one. Yeah, I I think when it comes to um, the lore enthusiasts of us that we like to talk about this game a lot. This is the dungeon that we all kind of (gasps) went. Because. And the dungeon where I once again almost let people die because lore things yeah. were happening. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. The other side, it's it's crazy. I very much enjoyed the dungeon. I think it is the, the probably the coolest dungeon that they did in this entire one. So if I'm going to give any kind of rating for this one, I have to give it a five star. The only reason it's below theater of pain is because theater of pain. Yeah, I'll give you that. Okay, okay, it's absolutely five star. The from a lore perspective, art and ambiance perspective, voice acting, fight mechanics, it, yeah, just all around solid five, fantastic. So just again, I can't I can't say enough about the voice acting, especially in this dungeon. It is very good. It's freaking phenomenal, honestly. (laughs) Like if I actually had the time to send you voice clips from these dungeons to play, you would have gotten like 10 from this. (laughs) (laughs) Let's be honest. Very good. So good. Yeah. All right. Shall we move on? Our last yeah, zone. Revendreth time. Let's do it. Revendreth. So our first one is Halls of Atonement. Have you done this one? I don't think so, actually. This one's not right. ringing any bells. Let's talk about it. So, the Avenger Guide says, Under the Accuser, the Halls of Atonement were a tribute to Revendreth's mission. While the Halls rang with suffering and sin, 
It was all directed to redeeming the souls and keeping them from falling into the maw. But the recently promoted Lord Chamberlain has bent the Hall's purpose to selfish reaping of anima, often to the point of leaving souls unable to be redeemed. Someone will have to put an end to the depravity that has grown within these walls. Okay, I have, I have done this dungeon. It just didn't. It's not super memorable, but I, I, I do remember doing this one. I actually, I like this one. Um, that's, why it's mem- that's why it's again. not memorable. It's because I remember smacking <laughs> things forever before the first boss spawns. <laughs> yeah, someone, it's so easy to pull extra too. Like it's, yeah, yeah it's rough. Uh, so a couple different things. We fight a giant sinstone. I wrote Sunstone, but I meant Sinstone. <laughs> I, I think at this point it was like 11 o'clock, 11.30 and I was done. Um, <laughs> uh, so it's grown from the power of neglected Sinstones with unresolved sins. So it's actually gotten, it's a Sinstone that's gotten bigger off of the power of neglected Sinstones. Sure. I just thought that was... I'm like, okay, cool. That makes sense. Giant Sinstone. Yeah. There is a Stoneborn boss that to me looks a little bit Dreadlord-ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we slaughter a bunch of ads in a Venthyr church. Yep. They're all hanging out in like the pews and stuff and we have to kill them all. Um, all ending up with fighting Daddy D's lackey. Lord Chamberlain. Yeah. Who in the beginning, you know, when you first level through Raven Dress and Isaac, tries to act like he's, you know, the good guy or whatever, but we, we eventually learn the truth and we kill him at the end of this dungeon. Yeah, I definitely remember this. Because, yeah. I don't know. The main thing that I remember about this dungeon is just the fact that it's like Sinstone. He's just throwing them all around all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> and then I remember once you get up into the church and the. I think it's the, I think it is that uh, the Stoneborn fight where it's the, it's kind of crazy on the steps of the church or whatever where it's I don't know there's ads and stuff like that so I don't there's something going yeah. on there I don't remember yes <laughs> yeah yeah so what was interesting is that we originally in questing and whatnot we we helped Lord Chamberlain take these halls of atonement from the accuser. But then at the end, you realize that the the accuser is a good person and we actually are here to take it back. <laughs> we we eventually get a quest to undo what we had done. Yeah. And that's that's kind of this one. Not a whole lot of lore things. Really. No, there's a lot more lore in the next one. Uh, I think this yeah. one is very much the you're kind of cleaning up the mess you made when you were leveling because I don't know. Since this isn't a Dungeons and Dragons campaign, you can't suddenly turn on the Chamberlain like, you know, midway through leveling because there were many moments where I was like, I don't trust this guy. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. This guy seems like POS. Let's, uh, why am I still running around doing his deeds? Oh, yeah, because he's got a quest marker <laughs> on him. Okay, let's keep going. Right, right. Yeah. yeah so that's, uh, that's, that's my opinion of the... That entire questing area is, or in this dungeon, is like, okay, I made a mess because I helped you out quite a bit, and now I have to clean it up. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's kind of how it felt, honestly, when I when I ran this dungeon. Because 
I was very happy when I finally uh, killed that smug asshole. (laughs) 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 I like him. Yeah. Especially because he threw a sinstone in my face and I was like, ow. And then my healer was probably mad at me because I got smacked by sinstone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't do that. That's I I don't I I advise against that. I mean, it was very it was definitely avoidable. And I did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you hear Haley probably laughed at you. Probably. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) So what would you rate this place? And do you have any more thoughts about it? I mean, this is is very much a thing. It's standard. It's a dungeon. It's a standard dungeon. It's not bad. It's a a leveling dungeon. It's not bad. I wouldn't. I'd put it in the passable. It's it's a solid three. It's good. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with it. So I'm not going to. I'm not gonna badmouth this dungeon. It's just it's the halls of atonement. You're cleaning up your mess. <laughs> that's my that's my take on it. Yeah. The next dungeon's way better though. Because stuff happens. Yeah, for sure. I'd probably give it a kind of wavers between three point five and f- yeah, it's probably three point five. Yeah. Just because there is again, uh, it's it's just it's a lot of trash. But I like the aesthetic and. The fights aren't too bad and all that. So, and it feels good to kill Lord Chamberlain. So, that's true. It's nice to finally yeah, yeah. take care of that jerk because I don't like that jerk. Right. He's a jerk. He's jerk, a big bad yeah. jerk. Yeah. Should we move on to the yes, last please. one? Because this one's cool. All right. Sanguine Depths. Bum, bum, bum. All right. Adventure Guide says Far below Castle Nathria lies the Sanguine Depths. A prison created to house Sire Denathrius's most intriguing dissidents. Prisoners here are kept for eons, drained of their anima for research and study. The Sandfall Resistance knows of a particular prisoner here that could help tip the balance of their fight with Sire Denathrius to their favor, and have asked for assistance in extracting them. This. Dungeon wake makes way more sense now that I have completed Castle Nathria. <laughs> that it does, that it yeah, does. See, I haven't actually done the um, Revendress storyline for their covenant. So when I ran this dungeon, I was kind of doing the, what's going on? What's, what's happening? Right. <laughs> <laughs> does this have to do with the Ember Ward? Is that a thing? Because, spoiler, it does. <laughs> Yes, yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is, this dungeon was very much a... I'm not really sure what's happening here. Uh, especially when we finish the one fight where there's suddenly a Naru core that someone had to pick up. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> like, wait, wait, was that Naru? What? What did you, you just pick up? <laughs> it's like, hold on, wait, well, what's going on? Well, I, I just, could you just come? <laughs> what was that again? <laughs> I do a lower podcast. I need to know what you just picked up right now. What's this bubble that you keep? What's happening? (laughs) Can you tell me the flavor text? My second run of the place, I accidentally, I was the healer and I accidentally picked it up because I'm like, oh, it's a clickable. And then then I got yelled at. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the Naru. Sorry, here, take it. (laughs) It's like, give me a second. Let me me hover over the extra action button. Let me see who's got any flavor text. Ooh. It's research, I promise. I'll give it back in a second. <laughs> you, you can have it back in a second. <laughs> so our first boss is a devourer, which at first I was like, oh, that's a little weird. 
but it kind of makes sense. They're all about devouring anima. And there's plenty of anima to be found here in Revendreth because it's all being stored here. And kept away from all the other zones. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah. So it makes sense. And, and we also fight someone known for torturing prisoners. It's a pretty mm-hmm. fun fight. I like it. Yeah. You have to like go stand by the thingy so when the, when the, the ghosty thingy chases you, it gets chopped in the thing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I remember that. Kind of remember. I'm describing it horribly, so I'm sure I'm just, I'm, now, I'm, honestly, I'm picturing the broker fight in, you know, Castle Nathria now, where you gotta like, with the ghosties <laughs> following you, you're like, oh, I'm over here now. Oh, I'm over it's, here it, now. Actually, it's a, it's, it is a very, it's a very similar ghosty. It's a little less, it's not so oh, green okay. though. But you have to, it's a, it's a really small, like, platform, like on a stage almost. It's like, it's really small. You fight the dude in the middle and there's like four vessel things oh, around yeah. and. You have to go stand by one and it chases you down. And you have to like actually guide it to one of the vessels so it gets trapped. Yeah, see, I, I get that fight confused with what's going on in Halls of Atonement because, yeah, no, yep, I remember now. Because I mean, the, I'm just the aesthetic is very similar. So the boss is kind of. I wonder why. They kind of <laughs> blend together. And I'm like, I get that. I, I, I had a hard time keeping them straight which one was in which until I actually like started looking this up yeah. and stuff. So. I get it. Yeah. So one of the big questions that people have for this place is what is going on and why is there a Nauru in here? Why is it there? What's going on? So that Nauru has a name. It's Zirali. Sure. I believe that's how you say it. Yeah, I think that's right. Sure. So this Nauru was a part of the attack by the light on Rivendreth. You know, a reward and, and all that. That was done by minions of the light, you know, a bunch, bunch of Naru basically, in retaliation for dark deeds performed by Denathrius's dark magic and and all that. We don't actually know exactly what they're retaliating for yet, right? We don't know yet. No, right? know the yet. closest we get is at the when you turn in the quest for completing when you defeat uh, Sire Denathrius. I believe you speak to Zerali and Zerali mm-hmm. does this little like, oh, we we came in the countless numbers and the Legion and the light came in its full fury and blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah. We just get the idea because we, I remember before Shadowlands came out and there's a whole Ember Ward stuff. One of the main things we were, ta- we were kind of wondering was, did the light attack Revendreth and you know, Revendreth, you know, reacted because basically who attacked first was the, the speculation. Right. Yeah. And if you can trust the light, which, you know, based off of semi-recent, you know, you know, revelations, probably you can probably trust what they're saying because they seem to be very truthful yeah. and always saying like, this is what happened. But whether that's a good thing, <laughs> <laughs> right, whether you agree with their stance, they're telling the truth according to them. Right. So, according to Zerali, Revendreth attacked the light or did some type of deed first. So, uh, the light was reacting to Revendreth. It was, yeah. Yeah. That's my take on it. Well, it seems like, yeah. 
hustling with you know Denathrius and his dark magic and dark deeds and whatnot. Blah blah blah. So in in that fight, Zerali was actually defeated and was found broken on the ground and then captured by Daidi's people. He's done things to to Zerali here. We aren't exactly sure what. It involved dark magic and torture. Yeah. It's not good. So she she's been broken and battered and tainted to the point that the Naru wouldn't take her back. She's she kind of stuck here. She feels like she's stuck here. And by the way, I'm saying she because Wowpedia proclaimed that she is female. Sure. I don't know how accurate that is because I didn't know that Naru had genders. I was not aware of that either, but okay. Go, I'll, I'll go with it. Well, that's. <laughs> I'm not saying Wowpedia is exactly correct in everything ever, but that's just what they said. So that's why I'm saying she. Um, <laughs> but Zerali was imprisoned in Sanguine Depths. And once we get her out of Sanguine Depths, General Draven gets her set up in her little tower over there called Dawnkeep, which is where the, like, the location that the Naru first emerged for that battle. So that's kind of cool. And because of that, it's the most saturated with the light. So it's kind of where she would be the most comfortable. And this is where Zerali would eventually imprison Denathrius with his sword Remoria. Yeah. Which you see after you defeat Denathrius and take the quest item over to there. And Yeah, yeah. No, I, I remember that quest. It's pretty cool. He was like, he's very upset. Yeah. 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 Denathrius, he wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't particularly uh, amused <laughs> with what was going on. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I, I I thought this dungeon overall was very much a... It, before like before we I ran uh, Castle Nathria, there was like lots of questions. Like I was like, whoa, what's going on? And then I finished Castle Nathria, turned in the quest. I was like, okay, it's making a little bit more sense. Seems to me Revendreth did some stuff. Not surprising, considering what Denathrius did with the, the anima into the maw and all that kind of stuff. I think I'm going to believe the light in this instance, so I'll go ahead and take your word for it. Yeah. And and I think the, the main kind of takeaway from it was the the whole light attack on Revendreth definitely had some pretty crazy impacts, and I think we're going to probably learn more about at that when in future patches put it that way i think so i think so there's definitely some more questions here with all of that so i am eager to learn it because this did have you know some bigger things because they did tie it into the first raid of the expansion and whatnot like i think there's definitely more story here because we're not done with yeah, my, my main question is what did Revendreth do that the, the light wanted to yeah. attack? Yeah. So that's why I'm like, what? <laughs> I agree. Well, what would you rate this one? Uh, I'll give it a pretty solid four. I was thinking pretty that solid too. Four. I mean, it's not like, oh, this yeah. is a dungeon. That's so good. Hey, everybody, it's Jan Iron Chan here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
Hi, Tosh. <laughs> anyway, uh, honestly, Love the dungeon's pretty freaking awesome. I, I do like it. Well, those are our eight dungeons. Yep. Eight dungeons. Wow. So far. We'll get more later. Including a <laughs> yep, Mega Dungeon. Yep, that's what we get. Yep. Mega Dungeon. <laughs> uh, would you like to read our review? Mm, sure, since I believe you read the last one, so I'll read this one. This one comes from Apple Podcast. And the title of this one is, mm, like, beautiful. It's fantastic. I love the title of this review. <laughs> it is... It is it, sorry, the title is There's a Cream for That. <laughs> and the review says A great podcast if you like to listen to two friends speculate and pick apart the massive amount of subjects within the lore of Warcraft. It's recommended to pretend you're in the same room just swinging your head back and forth between them as if watching a tennis match. <laughs> just try not to black out from having your mind blown. A well-done conversational podcast for the deep, persistent lore itch. <laughs> you get it? Lore itch. There's a cream for that. I, I get it. Go. That's pretty great. And that comes from, and this is a deep cut. This is a deep cut from uh, from from Warlord Gray. Way back in the day. Hail her. <laughs> <laughs> they go by Oxfail on, uh, on Twitter, but hail her. Yeah. Hi, Oxfail. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry they explained to me at one point they're like yeah they just typed a bunch of letters in there so they're like you can pronounce it however you want That's <laughs> <laughs> all right well that's it for the reviews you want to push this other button yeah oh. well, I, think I think you should, should stories there's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story it's kind of true so that, that, that's very true. So I say this as, you know, both Jen and I have, you know, our furry animals in the room. I don't know about you all, but sometimes when I need to chill a bit, I'll watch some animal videos. And I found this cute one that was a cat lost for 15 years before being returned to its owner. Thanks to some vets who found the cat's microchip. We're just going to play that here. And a pet cat that went missing for more than 15 years is back with her original owner. All thanks to a microchip. Charles Benerza adopted her as a kitten while living in Northridge. And one day after he let her outside, she never came home. So at the time, Benezra searched for her with no luck. But a few days ago, this gray tabby was reported as a stray and taken to the Palmdale Animal Care Center. That's where the two were reunited. It was really something. It was uh, very emotional because she was very thin, very skinny. Um, she about, weighed about the same size as she was when she was a kitten. So when I picked her up and uh, she was just purring instantly. I don't know if she remembered me. She probably didn't remember me, but she's just such a good-natured, uh, sweet cat. Years. Cat named Brandy is staying with Benezra's sister since he has two other cats. She was malnourished and had some injuries but is now recovering and she's gaining weight. Wow, that's incredible. I know. 15 years. Yeah, 15 years. I, know, I took a picture. 
I took a picture time. of my cat while this was going on because I love the way she, she's like doing this. You get, you get her paw <laughs> over her eyes. The drama. She's like, I'm done. <laughs> Mine's just, he is legit. Like his little tongue is almost sticking out. Like he's just. Oh, yeah, no, I've been watching him back there as uh, we've been recording. Every now and then he does this. He opens his eyes and just goes, bleh, bleh, bleh. (laughs) We call it sleepy licks. My husband actually adores when he does that. uh, I will admit, it's very cute. (laughs) It is. It's it's very cute. So on a related note, we did get a message on Twitter from Athakunka. Hello, Kunka. Who wants to give a shout out to vets in general. They shared a story about witnessing... Firsthand, how hard a vet's job can be with them being there for, you know, the beginnings and sadly, as well as the ends of the lifespan of animals and how hard vets work to support the families through all of that. And just a shout out to all the veterinarians for all their hard work. I can't like I met like there was a time when I thought about being a veterinarian, but the the sad parts of it is just me. I don't think my heart could have handled. So I have to agree. Shout out for that. I agree. Yeah. I don't know if I could do that part. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be rough. Yeah. <laughs> but he's right. Like, you know, they, they do part of their job is to, you know, help support the families and stuff. And they, they do a great job. So if you need a good smile today and you should just go find some cute animal videos. That's some great ones. And I will post the one from today when this episode is released. Yeah. yeah. That was a good one. I like this cute little video. See. Yeah. There was another video that we thought about throwing in here, too. And I'm just going to talk about it for a second. It was really cute. But the problem is that the video <laughs> was primarily in either Portuguese or Spanish. I can't really always. Well, it was mostly text. And yeah, music. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but the adorable thing was basically, I think it was in Argentina, um, maybe Brazil. Or Brazil. It was one of the two, maybe Brazil. Uh, yeah. but basically, a stray dog ran into the middle of a soccer field <laughs> And these, the soccer player uh, actually basically adopted the dog that ran out of the field. And this was like the cutest freaking dog on the planet. So it's really cute. it was running on the field. It was like, ah, he was so happy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I would have adopted that dog, too. So there you go. He, well, yeah, because even after they caught him, like he immediately rolled to his back. was like, hi, Peppy. <laughs> it was super really cute. cute. So. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure if uh, if I was on that soccer team, I'd be like, "Why well, you can do adopt the dog? The dog's adorable. I'm gonna take him home." <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, you, you get like a you get like one and a half a little little mini video too. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. little fun animal stories there. Freaking adorable. And my cat's over here passed out literally. <laughs> the way she's covered her face is cracks me up. <laughs> she's like, "Turn the lights out. It's freaking dark. It's freaking bright in here. I hate you guys. <laughs> Shut up." Aren't you done with your podcast yet? <laughs> Jerks. Yes, Libby, we're done because I'm going to hit the outro button. Yeah. <laughs> you should send me the picture of her so I'll do a collage of our pets. <laughs> sure. I'll send it right now. Why not? Thanks for listening to Live, Laugh, Lore. If you have a topic you'd like us to discuss, or a question that you're just dying to know the answer to, send us an email at livelaughlorecast at gmail.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at live underscore laugh underscore lore. You can follow Jen on Twitter at Jared Cooster, and you can follow Allie at Allie Anders K. Meanwhile, 
Be kind and take care.